episode 244. Thank you all for listening to episode 243, Fat James and Peppa Jack. I am Dr. Taylor Swift, Mr. Toboggan the Fourth. Here with my co-host. Cody the Brain Bryant. <laughs> Thanks to Wes Anderson for Mind Quarantine. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thanks to All Wear Clothing, first and primary sponsor of Over the Line Sports Podcast. Get in touch with him, allworkclothing.com. Mention Over the Line Sports Podcast. He will hook you up if you need flags or blankets or jerseys or koozies, signs, stickers, hats. You name it, he's got it. Allworkclothing.com. Thanks to Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Give Sean a call, 419-704-5471. Serves the Toledo and surrounding areas and not... Traverse City, Michigan. Sean can help you right now. It is snowing. So if you have some plowing needs with more than two inches of snow, get in touch with Sean. He can help you out. He also does a big thing he's been putting out there is he's, he can do demolition. So demo, if you need to get some demolition done, they are licensed and insured. Get in touch with them. <laughs> 419-704-5471. I got AEW on and Jericho just came out with a bat. <laughs> <laughs> and MJF's holding an award. <laughs> this is just oh, the stupidest God. shit. God, gotta love it. Uh, ain't gonna get no better neither. Mm. Oh. oh my God, I can't. A lot of neck beards in the crowd. Yeah, a lot of neck beards in the crowd. <laughs> and last but not least, Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. Yeah, if you uh, if you don't want to be uh, holding the bat, you want someone else holding your bat for you, pointing that bat at somebody. The best way to get someone else to hold your bat is to reach out to Connell Barrett at datingtransformation.com. He'll get you the advice and success that you need to let somebody else hold that bat of yours so you don't have to keep holding your own bat. No one wants to hold and swing their own bat. They want someone else to do it for them. The only way to be able to get someone else to hold your bat is to reach out to Connell Barrett at dangtransformation.com. Oh, well, we got a, I don't want to say a jam-packed show, but for wrestling, we actually do have some shit to talk about. So we got to get into the uh, trivia first. What do we got for updated standings? Updated standings. Um your name, the fourth, 800th, too much of the nameth, Mr. Gray, is uh, 719. Cody, Peppa Jack Cheese, 626. Myself at 637. Parrot, 235. Dub, 29. Wes Anderson, 7. And Security Jeff with 1. There we go. Jeremy is ready. We are ready. So we're going to get into this. Just a reminder. I'm going to tell you something in a minute. Tonight, we are playing House Show Showdown. I'm going to give you a house show card from May 22nd, 1999. 
night before Owen Hart sadly died, which took place at the Rosemont Horizon in Chicago, Illinois. There were nine matches on this card. You tell me who won the match. Two points for each answer. I like it. Al Snow and Draws. I don't think we have to type it. We just fucking name it. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Al Snow. I'm going to go Draws. Draws. Well, we're going to see. Draws. Boom. Who can we pick? Draws. Okay. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I know you didn't. <laughs> Edge and Christian versus Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart. Uh, say Edge and Christian. It's probably I'm going with Edge and Christian. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go the opposite then. Jeff Jarrett, Owen Hart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hardcore Holly, Steve Blackman, hardcore match. I'm going to go with hardcore Holly. Me too. Yeah, hardcore Holly. I want to see him losing. Steve Blackman. <laughs> oh. Of course. Anyone pick Steve Blackman? Nope. nope. The Acolytes, Bradshaw and Farouk versus Kane and X-Pac for the Tag Team Championship. Kane and X-Pac. They hold those belts for a while. I'm going to go Kane and X-Pac too. Yeah, Kane and X-Pac. Nice. Yeah. D'Lo Brown and Ivory versus Tori and Val Venus. <laughs> Give me Tori and Val Venus. Ah, oh, man. D'Lo. I think I want to say that they were the heels. I'm going to go with Tori and Val. Hello, ladies. Old Val Penis. There we go, pal penis. Next, Godfather versus Gold Dust for the Intercontinental Championship. Give me the dust. I'm going with, I'm going with uh, Dustin Runnels as well. No contest. They left with the hoes. <laughs> Godfather. We yeah, all lose. Yeah, I take that as a win. That's a loss. You said they all leave with the hose. You said no contest. <laughs> Billy Gunn and Road Dog. Road Dog. Give me old uh, Kip Sop. Yeah, Billy Gunn. Yeah. When is after like King of the Ring? I'm assuming. Road Dog. See? Wow. That's why. They were in that one. 
Yeah. Didn't Billy win that year as King of the Ring, though? 99? I think it was 2001. Big Boss Man Taker, Triple H versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, Big Show, and The Rock in a six-man tag team street fight for the main event. Give me, oh, Austin uh, ain't losing, son. Well, give me butt. Boss Man, Undertaker, Triple H. I'll take the butt. <laughs> I'm going with Austin. Yeah, Austin ain't losing, son. Austin and Rock? No way. Yeah. That's your main event, man. That is not a bad card. Shit, I wish I was at that house show. Which why people want that era back? Because everybody on that damn card could wrestle. Right. Jesus. Everybody could wrestle. All right. So before we get into some shiz, so one of the things I saw is, what is it, Fred Roser? Used to be what was his name in NXT or in that shit Nexus Black, Black Cena. Cena, yeah. So he put in there. I get asked a lot, why not AEW? Well, I tried and I was told, nope, not once but twice. Besides AEW wasn't his end goal. It's always been New Japan. No matter what, don't ever get overwhelmed and decide to throw in the towel. I've still got a lot of work to do. Block the hate. So did he go to New Japan? No, he's trying. He's trying to get there. He's been on their show. Um, the, the, you know, the new Friday night show, he's had a couple of matches on there and then, you know, COVID. So, but, uh, yeah, he's like trying to get, you know, on the main roster out there, which he, I don't know. I don't know though. He, he, he could, he could Willie, I don't know, maybe not. Because they don't necessarily, New Japan don't necessarily bring over a lot of foreign wrestlers if they don't have to. So, I don't know if you guys saw this, this pin right here. Lana, Pin, and Naya. Uh, yeah, I saw that. So, Rusev. the best thing was Rusev. I taught her this pin last night. We both won. Congrats, wife. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Hero. Uh, did you see that they, they did a... Um, Christmas story. I hate the movie, by the way. Reenactment. MJF was Ralphie. Chris Jericho was Santa. Man, they ruined that movie. That's like one of the only other things I watch on Christmas. They want to ruin that. That is real. It was already ruined. That movie what sucks. Man? So you got to go watch it. I hate Christmas story. Nobody ever said a Christmas story was a classic. It's just something you do for Christmas. I have a few things I do watch, though, each week. Or each uh, Christmas. Elf. Christmas oh Vacation. Goodness. Jingle All the Way. Always a must. I mean, all are good movies. But so is Christmas Story. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'll pass on any Will Ferrell movie damn near. Man. Step Brothers, Talladega Nights. Man. I've seen them. So <laughs> I never necessarily wanted to see him again. So this is good. Good news for AEW. They did 995,000 viewers last night. This was last week. Uh, second highest rating with NXT on and third highest rating of the year. They did a .45 in the demo, which is their highest of the year, and tied for their third highest of all time. 995,000 people got to watch Miro murder a security guard on TV. Hey, man. And stop it with this. Please, nobody's watching AEW. 
they got 200 extra thousand people because they wanted to see grandpa come out with the aspirin cream all over his face. <laughs> like, nobody's and watching. Yeah, and his back. They just wanted to see if Sting could walk upright. There's nobody watching AEW, just like there's nobody watching NXT. And for anybody that says when Triple H takes over the main roster, after Vince dies or whatever, retires, whatever, it's going to get better. You, you, you're lying to yourself. Why, try and sit through NXT, and that's the future, okay? There is your future, ladies and gentlemen. NXT. Yeah, they're that's good people. what's going to happen, man. Hey, man, I like NXT. What are you and... 600,000 people. There's nobody watching NXT neither. They can't even crack 800,000. Oh, I don't watch it. I just watched the pay-per-view. That was good. Oh, see, there you go. You're not even watching it either. No, when I do, it's good. I watch it once every quarter. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh... That's because you had a chance to misremember how bad it was the last time you watched it. That's why I don't usually watch shit. Yeah, see? It's like if you eat cake once a month or or once a quarter. You, you realize the best damn cake you ever had in your life. Hell yeah. The uh, Another thing that was on here, group of writers were asked to make a list of underutilized talents they felt could shine if given the proper opportunity in WWE. Uh, those lists range wide, but nearly all of them included Cesaro, Angel Garza, Chad Gable, Carmella, and Peyton Royce. What do you think? Do you agree? I'd take Carmella and Peyton Royce off of there. Nah, I could deal. I'd take Gable out of there. I'd put Naomi and uh, <clears throat> um, trying to think who else I could probably put in there between those two. But I mean, Chad Gable, he's borderline. Uh, I could do without him, though. Hell, I'd take a, a, a useful program with fucking uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. They killed that one. You know? Yeah. Real quick. I'd rather see him than Gable. Yeah. Uh, is there anybody out? I mean, Cesaro. What would you ultimately like to see with Cesaro? Anything that remotely makes sense. Like, just have him go for a title. Like, how hard would that be? It's not like he would have a bad match with anybody. He has great matches with damn near anybody he steps in there with. Like, he saved Tyson Kidd's career till he got hurt. He saved Sheamus's career. Kept Sheamus relevant. And freaking, you know, like, why not give Cesaro a single run? It's not like you have to have people that can talk on the mic and be extraordinary on the mic. Hell, they're scripting everything. So how hard would it be to be to script something for him? I'm sure he's not bad on that either. No, that's what I mean. Like, he can't be no worse than anybody else. Right. Hell, the best person in WWE on the mic is Pat McAfee. Yeah. This is true. 
Very true. What, um, what do you think is, is uh, <laughs> what? Well, first off, Cody, what's going on in like Impact right now? Now they got this crossover with AEW. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no, don't piss them off. Yeah, man, you gonna have yeah, you gonna have cold ass Cody in a minute. <clears throat> like, actually, I watched it. Uh, I watched Impact last night, and it was a pretty decent episode. Um, and honestly, it was because they kept Kenny. Kenny Omega is terrible on the mic. He needs to go back out to Japan, where he ain't got to do shit except for go out there, listen to Gato. And listen to uh, Okada tell him what to do during a match, and just go out there and wrestle. Because him talking is it don't work. And Don Callis talking for him is like the only thing that's remotely keeping that thing, that whole thing, relevant. <clears throat> um, but I mean, the show Impact in general was a damn good show. Uh, they kept Kenny Omega off until the last, like, you know, five minutes of the show or whatever. But that's also mostly because they've taped everything through uh, to the end of the year. So, you know, they're just kind of like trying to slice shit in at this point. Um, but basically all they did was set up a match. Um, they've, uh, quote unquote, reformed the Bullet Club. Uh, with uh, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers, and they're gonna take on uh, the Motor City Machine Guns and Rich Swan at um, Impact's uh, upcoming pay per view or whatever you want to call it, Hard to Kill, um, in January. So uh, that's what they kind of set up. But I mean, the show itself was solid, man. Uh, they're setting up a, a Moose uh, Willie Mac feud, which is going to be actually a pretty good match. And I don't know, Moose is like channeling his um, his like 05 Triple H right now. Uh, it ain't necessarily working, but you know he's trying. Um, the uh, the women's tag team or the knockouts. Um, who's that? Uh, Kira Hogan and uh, Tasha Styles. Uh, they moved on to the final, um, which they're setting up a Diana Perazzo, probably Rosemary or Taria Taya Valkyrie um, feud. And uh, I guess they're gonna do Eddie Kingston or Eddie Kingston, uh, Eddie Edwards. And uh, Sammy Callahan, they're going to do that one last time um, at Hard to Kill. So they're, they're progressing that feud. Pretty good promo by uh, Sally Ka Sammy Callahan. So, I mean, it's, it's a solid show. I mean, Impact is a solid show. Uh, unfortunately, they're going to probably try to do this thing with AEW, and it's going to drag them down. So, which is going to, you know, going to kind of suck, but because they don't, they don't need AEW. Uh, 
Hell, I think AEW needs more of the exposure than Impact does, honestly. Um, yeah, like Impact's doing all right for where they're at. For where they're at, and that's the thing for where Impact is and what channel that Impact is on, and for the channel that AEW is on. Like AEW has no excuse for why that show is so bad. Like the wrestling is is garbage. Like I just I don't know. I forced myself to go through this whole uh, inner circle match, and freaking I don't know. It had to be at least if I probably rewind it back. There had to be at least four spots outside of the ring where people are just diving over the top of each other outside of the ring. And, you know, it's just... Nice. You know, it's one of those things that's nice every now and then, but they've totally right. done that. Yeah. Like, and this is what happens when you have guys that this is all they know. When you don't know how to wrestle, you know, like, uh, matter of fact, I mean, we were talking about it before we started the show. Um, about JR, and that's the thing, too. You have all this wrestling knowledge sitting at ringside calling the show, and yet nobody wants to listen to it. You would rather listen to Tony Khan and have him relive the quote unquote glory days of WCW, which honestly. The glory days of WCW was before half of these people that watch AEW were even born or are too old enough <laughs> to remember. Like the glory, like I hate to break it to you guys, but you know the glory days of WCW wasn't the Nitro era, and it damn sure wasn't the NWO. Like the glory days of WCW was like ninety to ninety six, and. But, I mean, here, I'll read the quote, you know, that JR had, and this was from his uh, his latest episode on Grilling JR. And uh, so here it is. All you guys go outside. You cluster up like quail. You stand there in a huddle, friends and foes together, side by side, so you can catch some leaping idiot going over the top who never wins with this move. They are looking for the holy shit chance. They love to hear, this is awesome. It's a spot, folks. It's a trapeze act. I don't buy into that. Mm -hmm. Ain't wrong. No, not at all. And just like you said, uh, it's not bad when it's once in a while, but when it's every freaking match, mm -hmm. damn near, and then it's almost two or three times in the same match, you know, like, what? what is it? You're just jumping over the top rope. Why even have a wrestling ring? Yeah, because that's what they think. And that's that's it right there. Think. Like you said, Tony Khan just wants it to be that. And it just... Mm -hmm. You, like, took all the high spots from New Japan and WWE and NXT and I, I probably ring. I mean, you just okay, can I just get every guy who can do a high spot? And, all right, we're just going to set them up in a match back to back to back to back. You know, the whole point of putting together a wrestling match, right, is you, you got you do have some of that, right? That's how you want to start the show. 
Right. Probably going to be more now than there ever has been. I get that. But you still got to have some brawling in there. I mean, just there's other things you have to have. You just can't have everyone jumping over the top rope. This isn't fucking right. Sabu, you know? Yeah. Like, what is the point, man? And the prison thing, like, even with New Japan, like, a high spot in New Japan is something off the top rope. Like, that's the crazy part. A, a, a superplex is damn near a high spot. Yeah. Like, they go in and, and you know, beat the crap out of each other. You know, like, and just because a match goes 10 minutes plus doesn't mean you get a this is awesome chance. No, it just means like it just means that they rest, they were in the ring long enough because they put, couldn't figure out what else the hell else to do. Well, and I and that's the thing is I also think that it, it does have to do with the wrestling, but I also and I've said this for years that recent wrestling fans have ruined wrestling. Their chants are fucking stupid. Yeah, it's awesome. You deserve it. All that dumb shit has ruined wrestling. Yeah. The big, I mean, the only thing that they ever chanted back in the day was pretty much holy shit. There was some, yeah. and then you got back into like the late 90s and early 2000s. There was a little bit more. But I mean, now it's every match, like right. every match. And, and you remember what used to get a holy shit chant? Somebody going through a table. Yeah. That, that's what used to be a holy shit chant. Even though there were people going through tables, they were still telling a story. I mean, even when the Dudley boys were putting old ladies and, and, and divas through tables, there was still a story to it. They weren't just doing it for the sake of doing it, mm -hmm. just to get a holy shit chant. And a lot of that is gone now, too, from wrestling. You have guys like, you know, unfortunately, like, you know, everybody's, you know, all these new guys, favorite wrestlers, you know, you got guys like the Young Bucks and, and freaking Kenny Omega, you know, not necessarily telling a story in the ring. They're just doing a bunch of moves and, and doing high spots, not telling any type of story, you know, just doing moves for the sake of it. Because I guarantee you, like that match two weeks ago when – uh, Moxley suplexed Omega into that little, into the heater and it didn't even fall apart. You know, it didn't fall apart. Nobody got burned. Nobody got anything, any hair singed off or nothing. Hell, they didn't even shut the damn heater off. Damn heater kept running. And I guarantee if there was a crowd in there, that would have got a holy shit chain. Yeah. I mean, anymore. They're gonna someone's gonna power bomb somebody and they're gonna get a holy shit chant. So yeah, well at least in AEW because it'll be a move actually done inside the ring. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's a rough one to uh, to keep going because I'm just, we feel like broken records every week saying that shit. But yeah, I mean, I mean, there's nothing we can do to change it. We can sit here no. and all we want. Tony Khan yeah. listens to the podcast and he'd still be like, ah, yeah, these guys just don't know what they're talking about. Like, right. Oh, or, or we're, he, you know. He yeah, can barely run a football team. Right. Football or football. So, so I guess the, the soccer team they own ain't no better. 
<laughs> still, still billionaires somehow. Still billionaires. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just like the football team and our soccer team and AEW. Mediocre at best. Exactly. And that's why the, and that's the majority of AEW's fans. Mediocre people. The, uh, well, what'll be interesting for us as a podcast on January 13th, Peapod is going to return to the show, which will be a January 17th release on a wrestling show. And I already told him what we're planning is that, uh, we got two big weeks in January. Um, first two weeks of the year for us. I mean, we got Jeopardy coming in that first week and two episodes, you know, back to back, we'll do some picks and sports and then do the Jeopardy and then do some finish Jeopardy and do some wrestling. Uh, and then the following week, like we said, 13th Peapod's coming on for the wrestling show, not sports, just wrestling. Cause he doesn't do sports as he says. Uh, it's gonna, we already, I already told him what I would like to do and that's, you know, have these discussions about wrestling now, because I want to hear you guys debate with him about, uh, wrestling and it'll be fun it's to not even a debate. I might have to watch AEW then. I yes. know me too, man. Now I got to ruin my Wednesday night. You only got to do it for one week. You'll be all right. Whatever, dude. You know how hard that's going to be? We're going to have to watch at least two weeks, even Man. though nothing connects from one week to the next on that show. Yeah, you're right. Nothing connects, and Man. it's all good. So he'll be with us on January 13th, so we're going to discuss yeah. that. And then since you know he is, of course, 100.7 The Zone, he is one of the personalities on there. What I thought would be a good idea that we discuss is uh, wrestling theme songs and actual actual songs that are used uh, in wrestling that are done by bands. Talk about our favorites, uh, ones we'd like to see, things like that. That'd be good because it kind of mixes over with what he does on his, his, you know, his show and then on the Radar Podcast, which is his podcast where he interviews bands. So I thought that would be a fun thing for us to discuss on the wrestling show. Tell him to find out what the hell was in that microphone that made Moxley lose, too. <laughs> well, you can ask him. You can ask since him on get, January 13th. Since he can get hit over the head with a damn barbed wire baseball bat and DDT through chairs and shit, but a fucking microphone takes him out. Right, right. Explain that one to me. Oh, and WWE fans, y'all ain't too much better either. So don't be trying to jump on no high horse because that product ain't no better. Um, definitely no better. All right. So what do you think about this rumor? Ric Flair, Nate, said WWE is actually in the process of building a Hall of Fame, a physical structure in Orlando, Florida. I mean, get this money somehow. That's smart. That, they done that 10 years ago. Right. You know how smart that is? Vince going to yeah. charge people to come in there. They're going to have a whole bunch of cool memorabilia. I mean, it's just like right. the NFL Hall of Fame or the MLB Hall of Fame or – all that shit. People pay to go in there, see all that cool shit. That's smart. Yeah, exactly. That must be why they're asking for merchandise and stuff. Did you see that? Yeah. Conrad retweeted or something. WWE was looking for merchandise, like old yep. stuff. What? Why? For memorabilia. Oh, yeah. they, they posted and said that they would. Uh, that they're looking for that. And then I think Conrad retweeted it and goes, "Yeah, I pay cash for this too." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's got a he's got one of. Nature's belt, man. He's he got a whole bunch of, of shit. If you ever looked say. how much up he's, you ever looked up how much he's worth? Who, Conrad? Yeah, he's like. Well, what's million. his net worth? Eight million now. Eight million. Yeah. He's well, yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, 
Yeah, that real estate, he was already big. He was already big in real estate. Then he does a podcast and then just promotes it even more. And now it's just jumped. Yeah. And you know, you know who else, uh, you know, who else is this customer? (laughs) Me. I just closed closed my refinance. With him? Yeah, with this company. First family. Mm-hmm. They call and they get in touch with you right away because I reached out to them because I wanted uh, to see what they, they could do. Me. I sent I sent that stuff up and I started this in like October because honestly I wanted to do the refinance before um, the presidential election because I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. So I was like, well, I'm at a four point one two. I want to get a lower rate, and I sent them this and I said, this is what I want to pay. This is what I want to do. Sent them all my stuff. They literally text me ten minutes after I sent my application. It was like yeah. at night. Oh, dude, they called me. They called me because I, I said what I was looking to looking wanting to do. And they called me and they told me what I could and couldn't do. And I was like, all right, it was within 10 minutes. Like you said, they called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. customer service. That's why they get what they get. Yep. And they're really good. And like I said, I just I just closed and signed all my papers um, yesterday or Monday. Excuse me. So. So are they now your lender? Yep. Now my lender. What is it? What's your official lender? What is it? What's his company? Uh, first, first, first family. First family um, oh. I think it's one FMC. So it's first family mortgage or something like that. Nice. So you, like, you go like literally his dad, mom and sister all work there. Like literally it, that's why he calls it that. It, he started it with his family. So it's literally his family who does all that. Now I didn't get to deal with any of them. I dealt with one of their other folks, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, What'd they get you down to? Two and a half percent, 15 years, right. not 13 years off my loan. And I'm paying an extra $118 a month on my, what my mortgage was before to what it is now. That's awesome. That's huge. Mm-hmm. They tell you how much you saved mm-hmm. overall. Um, I think I have it here in the paperwork. I'd have to look it up, but it's going to be, mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably going to be a good amount just in interest. I probably, I probably, I probably will be about 50, 40 to 50 grand, something in there. Yeah, man, that's big. Two and a half percent. They do all that shit. They, you roll in any debt that you have. They're not, they, they can put all that in there. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's cool. So I'm happy with that. Down to two and a half percent and 15 year loan. That's freaking awesome, dude. Yeah. So no, it's like I said, it's, I would, I would recommend them. I do recommend them. I've already told like three people. Like you probably look into that if you want to get your stuff down a little bit more. Yeah, I rent and I looked at what it would be to buy this same house, right? This house I'm in and uh, because I know what the sale price would be and what it's worth and all that shit. I looked at that and then looked at, um, you know, the the PMI if I don't put down 20% because I always want to look at that just in case. And Mm -hmm. then the insurance and everything else, I would pay $350 more a month if I bought it at 2.75%. And because I know she owns this outright, so she basically collects rent for me to pay the, pay the tax because the tax out here ain't cheap as you know. Um, So I'm like, shit. uh, Yeah. I'm not buying. I'm just going to rent. I might rent forever. I don't even care Just buy property somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, That's, and that's the tough part being out there. I mean, at least like you said, for me, I, I don't pay property tax. So, I don't pay property tax for another three years on this house. Nice. So I, trust me, I, I definitely, uh, (laughs) that's why I pay so much more extra to get ahead. Just easy. 
that's a way to do it. And that's why I'm like, people are like, oh, you're not going to have um, equity. You don't have a house. I, I was like, I have cash. Right. That's what I tell people. They're like, right. oh, you need a house. I'm like, I have cash. I'm okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I don't, that's how we are. Yeah. Because we rent. Yeah. It's, don't need a house. It's no. all, man. All fucking. Yeah. That's what now I said. I'm like, my cash is just as good as your house. Now, granted, like you, yeah. Bear, you you just made a sweet deal. So let's say in five years, yeah. you want to sell and that market's hot again, you're going to be making bank. Right. I mean, right. even if the market goes down a little bit, like the place I'm in, it's not, I'm like, I'm not going to lose much money if I had to on the house. That's, and that's the good part of it, but that's just how it is. It's just where I'm at. It's a right. growing area. Um, and that's the nice part about it is that the more yeah. it goes, the better that'll be at least to where worst case scenario. I mean, I mean, like you said, this point, it's just like anything else, right? It's just like a, it's just like a vehicle. You buy a vehicle outright, and you finally pay it off. And then after two years of making no payments, you saved up money, and you're like, "All right, it's time for another yeah. one." Yeah, sure. You know, you bought the, uh, you bought your vehicle for forty grand, and you're going to sell it for eight, but you already paid. It, so that's really, I mean, it's, right. so it's eight grand you back in your pocket. You know, you're not losing money on. It. I hate that. People are like, "Oh, depreciation, blah blah blah." You're losing this. Like, well, you're not really losing money on it because you've already got your worth out of it. It's just like anything. You're going to lose money. There's not many things you can buy and turn around and sell immediately for more money. Like it just, or even after a year, it just doesn't happen that way. Everything appreciates once you buy. I, I, uh, I, I will, I will go against that. I know something you can buy and turn around and make money in a day. It's called Snapchat. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, stocks, that's different. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, but no, I, I, I agree. You know, we, we had our, our first house in Rossford and, you know, we bought it in a shit market and we knew what we were getting and we were fine with it. And then we turned around and sold it four years later and made 50% more than what we paid. And it was, you know, it was a good, it was a good sell for us and it was time to move out here and we've rented since. And it's like cars. I've owned three cars. I've leased three cents. I'd rather lease. Like it's, you know, owning's a pain in the dick. Yeah, owning a car. I, would, I would, I would not mind leasing at all. I mean, I'd have no problem with that. The problem is, is I drive yeah. miles. So I, I drive too much. Yeah, yeah, you can't do it. Exactly. And, and dude, that was me though. A few years back when I had two vehicles leased, I had, you know, the Challenger and the SUV. And dude, I was like, even with the Challenger getting stored in the winter, and that's why I bought the SUV so that, that Kelly could drive and then I could drive it in the winter. Oh, dude, I still hit my miles. But now with the truck, since we had this pandemic, uh, the truck's due back in June of this year. And I still got 12,000 miles to go. I'm like, shit, I got to get driving. <laughs> I'll say that'll, that'll save you some miles. There's no doubt about that. Right. Damn pandemics. Uh, yeah. But uh, this uh, <laughs> real quick, we got to get back on this wrestling show because I know we got to wrap this shit up. So. Did you guys ever see that thing about Charles Robinson on how Macho Man ended his in, in-ring career? Did you ever see that? Uh, what do you dropping? Yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting. So he was talking about it on Corey Graves' After the Belt podcast. So in 99, he began a storyline when he was emulating his idol, Nature Boy, Ric Flair. And he bleached his hair, donned the famous robes, and became Little Nature. So I don't know if you ever saw it. Did you ever see the picture of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's been. You already noticed he's always had that blonde hair. He's always been a little nature. 
Yep. And so he took the time to work with Randy Savage, took the time to work with him in the ring and work on a match to make sure that we gave the fans was that what we gave the fans was entertaining and fun. And it wasn't meant to be a comedy thing because it wasn't. I thought the match turned out actually pretty good. He was just fantastic. Teamed up to take on Medusa and Savage, called it a mixed tag match. They were just saying he was part of the other mix, but of course, Savage and Medusa, they were going over. Looked at, and uh, they were going to be the winners, and Savage was going to do an elbow on somebody. And Ric Flair looked at me and said, it ain't going to be me. So uh, he, he, he was volunteered to take the elbow drop from Savage, and unfortunately, he landed on him and put him in the hospital for a couple weeks, collapsed his lung, and cracked some vertebrae in his back. His wrestling career was over. Well, they, they said there's Savage has been known to, to break ribs and whatnot with that elbow drop. So, yeah, and he said he, he broke DDP's ribs, I think, or cracked them. Yeah. Said so it was very, very short, but it all worked out because I find that a referee's career tends to be a little bit longer than an in ring performer as a wrestler. Supposed to tour with Rick all summer long. We were supposed to tag. Well, if it would have happened, who knows what it would have done with his career. I'm of the mindset things worked out the way they were supposed to. And he's right. Two day, decades later, he's still officiating in the WWE at the age of 56. Yeah. There you go. That worked out for him. Did you see uh, just today? Oh, go ahead, Bear. Did you say 56? Yeah. I feel like he's been around forever. I feel like he should be 70. Yeah. I feel like he's still running down the ramp, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> WrestleMania 24. Yeah, he's running out there. There's yeah. no ref. I was say, which one he like slid in and damn near slid through the ring. Yeah. <laughs> running. They're like, here comes Charles Robinson. He's still on his way. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know if you saw today, your buddy, uh, your buddy in arms, Terry, took a shot at AJ Styles. But he jokingly posts on his Facebook, posting a photo with an uh, um, lookalike. The WWE legend would share a photo showing an image of AJ Styles on his phone with the caption, I found AJ Styles, brother. <laughs> brother. He, and it says, at this point, it is not known if Hulkster means he found AJ Styles, brother, or found AJ Styles, brother. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Because here, I'll show you why he did this. This <laughs> is fucking funny. <laughs> the guy that he found. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Fucking Terry. That's Go funny. Go home, Terry. That's Go funny. Go home. <laughs> you know what? You know what this means? He's coming back to AEW. <laughs> 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 Hogan, Hogan versus Styles at WrestleMania. No, oh, no, no. It's gonna be Hogan staying at little AEW pay per view. The next a one, not this a one coming up. AEW uh, Starcade. Yeah, yep. That'll be next. Soon as that trademark runs out. Ugh. Fucking a man. Somebody need to cut Terry off and tell him go home. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. Oh my gosh, dude. Oh. Man, <laughs> let's talk about some real damn wrestling. Wrestle Kingdom is coming up. We got what three weeks? Hold on, let me look at the calendar. <laughs> uh 
two weeks from this coming Monday. So what after this? Two weeks after this show comes out. Yep. Wrestle Kingdom is coming up. Honestly, the only real wrestling show you need to watch all damn year. Uh, they just added six more matches to the card. Uh, let me see. And it's another two-day two show. Um, so there's nine matches in total. Um, so you got uh, Great Okan uh, taking on Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, let's see. The Gorillas of Destiny getting a title shot after winning the World Tag League. Uh, they're going to take on ZSJ, Zack Sabre Jr., and Tai Chi. Uh, best of the Super Junior winner, Hiromu Takahashi, is going to take on the Super J-Cup winner, El Fantasmo. And then the winner of that match is going to take on uh, Junior Heavyweight Champion, Taji Ishimori, uh, on uh, the second night. Sonata and Evil. Um... Sonata versus Evil, and then for the never open weight title, uh, Shingo Takagi and Jeff Cobb. Um, and then the new additions you're gonna have Naito Tetsuya Naito versus Kota Ibushi, Kazuchika Okada versus Will Ospreay. I mean, those two matches right there that's two match of the year candidates right there, man. Um, let's see, uh. Yep, the Dangerous Techers is going to take on Gorillas of Destiny. That's going to be on night one. And um, and then the winner on the on night two, the winner of Kota Ibushi and Tetsuya Naito is going to take on Jay White, which I don't know, Jay White's kind of slid a little bit recently. But, I mean, he's still, you know, he's still doing – He's still having pretty good matches and doing pretty good work too. So, and then uh, you know Sonata and Evil, Takagi and Jeff Cobb, and you know, um, and then uh, like I said, Ishimori and uh, the winner of Takahashi and Phantasmo. So I mean, a two-night card. Uh, this is this is what we all been waiting for. At least I have. But so the most thing people that listen to our show don't know 90% of the people you just mentioned. I'm impressed that you nailed all those names. I'm the sad part, man. That's, that's wrestling, man. There's but but are you sure he nailed them, Bear? Or are you just saying it? <laughs> I'm serious. I, even if he made all of them up, I was impressed. <laughs> I thought you were naming dinner for tomorrow night. Like you were naming off the menu of China <laughs> Yeah, that's what that's what like we had beef. No, I don't. I don't need the shot of Ashimi. I just want the number twelve. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff right there. Oh Tell god, you, man, it's gonna be worth it. Download, download New Japan World. It's cheaper than the the network. It's a little bit more than uh, Impact Plus, but it's cheaper than the network, and you get your money's worth. Uh, Because there will be, uh, you know, they will have English commentary. 
uh, Kevin Kelly, and I don't know who the other two guys are offhand. I can't remember them offhand. But uh, Kevin Kelly is still uh, doing English commentary. So get ready, people. Get New Japan World. Download it. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be better than WrestleMania. Hands down. So maybe people will. So something fun I saw today was Aiden English, if you remember him, back when he was with Double uh, E, and uh, basically better known as Rusev's mouthpiece. Um, the Because uh, he kept, you know, he was the one that was, Rusev Day! Uh, so he talked about a time back in the day when they tried, he wanted to take serious, all seriousness off of TV during the dark man event by doing something goofy. So it had Aiden English, Rusev and King Baron Corbin against AJ Styles and the Usos. He noted the Usos started doing a super party or super kick party. And the plan was to keep feeding the Usos with victims. English received a good amount of the super kicks and was supposed to stop the Usos from hitting the kicks before delivering a super kick of his own. Then they were supposed to super kick him one last time. So the referee ended up joining the super kick party this night. Styles took the referee's shirt off and put it on himself. Then the ref joined the Usos for a triple super kick party. When they returned backstage area of the match, they were chewed a new one by an official. He rec- and Aiden English said Triple H and Vince were not there, but producers ripped them to pieces for the stunt with the referee, and they were told they were they buried the business with the in-ring angle. So the stunt happened one week before WrestleMania, and the superstars were told they could be released for what happened or fined up to twenty thousand dollars. So this, they were sat down in a green room location at the hotel used for WrestleMania week, and the superstars had to hear how terrible of a decision they made that night. They were not fired for what happened and didn't have to pay a fine. So English later said that, fun fact, John Cena apparently paid our fine. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys can't go out there like that and I'm throwing up all of them kicks like that there. We ain't throwing no kicks like that when we play Devon Ayers down there in Dallas, Texas, dude, dude, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Hell, it's probably Road Dog because he knew what was going to happen if Triple H heard what was what, what what went down. Yeah, Jesus. So the that was part is what's the what's the difference between what they did on that house show and what they do on TV? Nothing. Yeah, that's probably why it got fined because they wasted it on a house show and could put it on TV. Right. Oh, God. So let's see if anything fun happened on this day. Any pay-per-views that uh, maybe you could give, a, give us a match for back in the day, Barrington Cub. I'm not seeing much. I'm actually not seeing anything pay-per-view-wise, so nothing fun. Okay. All right, so while you're looking, is Dexter Loomis supposed to be, is he like a face or a heel? I was kind of, I don't know. Maybe a tweener. Like, oh my God. Another one of those fucking things. <laughs> you know, it would be nice if there was actually good guys and bad guys. Like what is so wrong with that? If everybody's getting guaranteed money, why not be a bad guy? Why not be a heel? You still getting your money anyway. You know, you know what bear? I just found you one. 
because I want to know how they read this match. So Monday Nitro from December 20th, 1999. There were two title changes that night. One was Jeff Jarrett and Chris Benoit. Jeff Jarrett beat Chris Benoit for the U.S. title, but the main event had a title change. I want you to read that. Let me guess. Grandpa Steve came down from the from the balcony and took no. his walking stick out. No, 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 no. There's some uh, interesting matches on here. Tank Abbott had a draw with Jerry <laughs> Flynn. Kurt Henning beat Hugh Morris. Medusa beat Buzzkill. Kevin Nash beat Gerald and Patrick. Canyon beat Bam Bam and DDP. Maestro beat Evan Courageous. Wall beat Sid Hart and, Hart and Goldberg. Yep. Wall beat Sid Vicious and Mike Rotunda and Rick Steiner beat Booker T and Stevie Ray. But I want to hear this main, Bret Hart and Goldberg. All right. Hold on one second because my laptop's about oh. to die. I got to plug it in. Yeah. Uh-oh. This must have been before Bret got his head kicked in. <laughs> this might be where Bret got his head kicked in. Yeah. About to say, this might be. Okay. Uh, so far, yeah. So this is from, let's see, this is a different one. This is Raw Wrestling Rants at blogspot.com. All right. Here we go. Match 11, Bret Hart versus Goldberg for a WCW title. By the way, they had 11 matches on this Nitro. 11 on a Nitro. That's crazy. They lock up, and Goldberg pushes him into the corner. He hammers him, then whips him into the opposite corner, where he clotheslines him off the rebound. Goldberg kicks him kicks him a few times and then punches him in the head. Brett lures him in and goes to his knees. One punch drops Hart. He is choked out with a boot. Brett goes to the floor and he is clobbered some more. Brett falls to his knees and Goldberg pulls him up and is raked in the eyes. Brett goes to work but is flung into the railing. His head is run into the apron as he is brought back into the ring. Brett is shot into the ropes and power slam. He applies an ankle lock but Brett grabs the ropes. He is up and goes back to the other knee. He wraps it around the rope and bends the leg. Goldberg shoves him off, but Brett kicks him and punches him over and over. A series of body blows, and now he bends the leg again. Goldberg goozles him and pushes him into the other corner. Goozles. Who the fuck uses the word goozles? <laughs> he swings and hits the ref. Brett nuts him, then puts him in the figure four. Here comes Hall and Nash. Hall has a bat, as does Nash. Brett is begging off, and they hit Goldberg with it. Nash gives the bat to Bret Hart, and he blasts Goldberg with it. He rolls over Goldberg. Piper runs out and hits Bret, but he is destroyed. The ref counts, and Piper is on top of Goldberg. Jesus. But Bret is given the belt. The announcer sells as Piper is protecting Goldberg. JJ runs down and breaks – that's Jeff Jarrett, by the way – runs down and breaks the guitar over him. Jeff Jarrett is spray paint. They spray paint NWO and hug each other in celebration. Tony calls it the biggest swerve ever. Nash informs everyone the band is back together. Oh boy, the debacle of Piper's pin. Russo's big plan was to bring back the NWO. Yes, he has been criticized. I will say that at least it has some new blood and Brett is better as a heel. All this build and we get the NWO. Oh, I think this is just another, this is just another random blog post. All this, but we get the NWO. Um, Yeah. So why did Piper... 
do what he did last night. Why is the varsity club together? And why is PG 13 in WCW three hours, only a little bit of wrestling, but it did go fast and have its moments. I like Nash's speech. The Piper segments are a bit much, blah, 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 blah. That's it. It's not even go over the freaking match. See if they have anything else on that. No, nope, nothing else on that. Yeah. This was just a blog, but they just, there's really like nothing else that they, uh, Really nothing else that they have on there. So Bret Hart beat the NWO. Bret Hart beat Goldberg. Yeah. And join the NWO. And join the NWO. Oh, that was when they did that. And Jeff Jarrett and Nash. Oh. That was so bad. Swerve, oh. <laughs> bro. They'll never see it coming. <laughs> on Raw, the there's some interesting matches that happened on Raw. Al Snow beat The Rock in a Brahma Bowl strap match, but the main event was Big oh, Show. Beat the Rock, yeah. Al Snow beat The Rock, and then Big Show beat or had a draw with Kane. Big Show was the champ, world heavyweight champ, in a no DQ falls count anywhere match. Interesting. Al Snow beat The Rock. I don't know if I can quite get over that one. No. Al Snow is an interesting dude, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I have no problem with Al Snow, but beating The Rock? (laughs) Christian and Jeff Hardy beat Edge and Matt Hardy. Find it funny that Edge and Matt Hardy were tag teaming. Because you know they didn't tag team that one lady. (laughs) Well, it was a tag team. They just didn't know about it. Yep, exactly. Jeez, you imagine that. Oh, boy. So... This I, went, I can imagine. So it's the 20th right now, according to this show. Uh, on the 23rd, AEW is having their AEW Dynamite Holiday Bash immediately following the Celtics and Bucks. So they'll get a... <laughs> they get preempted by basketball? Because <laughs> nobody's watching it. There's going to be more people watching that basketball game than AEW. Yeah, but then the, they're, they're going to get the in. They'll have some viewers on the end, and then it'll drop. So this might be one of their highest-rated shows. Right? Yeah, we're they're gonna yeah then they're gonna lie and say they got another nine hundred thousand viewers at the very beginning. We crossed a million, one point two million. Yeah, right. it's because basketball was on. Yeah, that's because um, everybody was thinking inside the NBA was coming on. <laughs> and then uh, on December thirtieth and January sixth, we have New Year's Smash, night one and night two. Chris Jericho is a special commentator. Snoop Dogg is your special guest. I think he's uh, there because of Triller. Oh Lord, this is gonna be this is gonna blow up in their face. <laughs> I'm telling just because Snoop Dogg is on there, it's gonna be they're gonna put somebody on there that's like some trash ass wrestler. Watch it's gonna be like fucking uh, Joey Janela versus Orange Cassidy or something stupid like <laughs> that. And fucking Snoop's gonna be all hey, what the fuck. And that's all it's going to take. And they're going to have to pull the shit off the air because stupid is going to say <laughs> uh, Well, before we wrap this show up, we got to do a few things. Well, not a few. We're going to do one. We got to do the uh, – we got to do our picks. TLC is this Sunday. Um, so – Final, final, uh, final picks of the year. You know what? I know in the new year we'll have um, – you want to have that new Japan Wrestle Kingdom as part of the new year – uh, picks. We could. I mean, I don't know. 
That could start the new year. Maybe Cody will we actually lead something. <laughs> yeah, give me the uh, give me the one twenty five lunch special. <laughs> so I'll, I'll know, co- we should all watch that together or something. I think I don't know how we're gonna do that, but we should watch. Isn't it on a Monday? <laughs> that's that's the only bad part. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta work. Yeah, Man, we, we gotta call work. off from work. I ain't calling off from work. Not for Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, we can watch it while we at. Well, I don't know. I mean, if it's three people that could probably isn't watch it on at three a.m. Uh, well, you know, sometimes <laughs> sacrifices have to be made for the greater good. Not for <laughs> me. How about this? You turn on Zoom. I'll give you the room. You <laughs> share your screen know. and record it, and then we'll come back in the morning and check it out. If someone if someone told me that hey we're gonna do the Super Bowl at three a.m. I'd still be like nah I'm asleep. Don't care. Uh, yeah, it's two days worth too, man. Who's beating up Kenny Omega? Uh oh, that's the fat boy, Joey Janela. Is it Joey Janela? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I can see it now. All right. So Let's now this is gonna be uh how much time is left in the show? Oh Jesus. Oh shit. Yeah. Off the this. chair. Well, there goes another dive. And to think they were they hated Randy Orton because he called out, you know, move, move, dive. Or what what was that that Randy Orton did? What was like headlock 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 dive or something like that on Twitter when he did that? Oh now he's sitting in the chair, Joey Janella. Now I see the dive on it. So I'm right, way behind you. Fixer. I ain't watching fucking AEW shit. All right. Let's watch it. I mean make picks. Yeah, <laughs> All right, they bottom up. Stretch this out for ten minutes too, and make it seem like Joey Janela is a like legit title competitor too. All right, tag team championship for Raw tag team titles: New Day against Hurt Business. Damn man, this hurts my heart, man. Um, dude, I hate to pick against either one of them. Um. Yeah, I'm staying. I'm going New Day. New Day. Parrot took New Day. Brandon doesn't have uh, picks yet. I don't know. Because I know they're like trying to set up Cedric Alexander or something. That's like one of the few good matches I watch overall because they're all like wrestlers. Uh, I'm going to go New Day. All right. Sasha Banks, Carmella. Carmella for Jake. Sasha. Yeah, Sasha, Sasha for Banks. Me. Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman against Kevin Owens. TLC match for the WWE Universal Championship. Roman Reigns. Hey, man. Thunderdome Rome. Ashka and To Be Determined against Nia Jackson, oh, Shayna Baszler. Oh, my God. <laughs> for the tag team championship. Oh, my God. I'm not even, not even the match. Like, just, you'll see it. You'll see it. Is it coming? It's coming, yeah. It's a deal with a trash can. Yes. Yeah. He just and landed he, on him with it? Well, he moonsaulted onto yeah, him with the trash can, and then he kicks out. Oh, my God. He kicked out. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Go <laughs> ahead. You done. <laughs> uh, Naya and Shayna. Yeah, same here. Yeah. 
Nah, All right. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, against uh, with Alexa Bliss, against Randall Orton in a singles match. Doing that again. Well, the no, Fiend dude. now the Fiend now has he, – he's found out what his weakness is. What, it's Alexa. I'm going to – I'm going to still take the Fiend anyway. Um – and, uh, yeah, no, Randy Orton. Randall Orton, all right. They ain't let Randy lose, man. And then finally, Drew McIntyre against AJ Styles TLC match for the WWE Championship. Uh, Drew. Mm-hmm. You got and- Drew as well, Peppa Jack? It should be AJ because then they could have a nice little feud to get him through to uh, Royal Rumble. But since it's WWE, and this is why you motherfuckers ain't off the hook neither, uh, Drew McIntyre will fucking win that match. I know. I hope uh, I hope Sheamus comes out and disrupts it, and then it takes three of them to help uh, AJ win. That's what I'm hoping. So I'm taking AJ because now Sheamus just you know super kicked him in a in a face. So or not super kicked him, bro kicked him. Uh, AJ or Drew McIntyre? Seamus uh, hit Drew. Wow. Drew kick. Um, so I'm like, hopefully that continues and we get a Seamus and Drew feud without a title. Oh, without a title. That's even worse, though, because, like, what would be the point? What are they going to do? Like, what is this going to be? A, what, what's the what's the freaking payoff match going to be? Uh, uh Scottish bar fight match. <laughs> a tilted kilt match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A bagpipe brawl. Uh, that's what we're going to call this episode. Bagpipe brawl at the tilted kilt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Wait a goddamn. Oh, my God. What now? Uh, you'll see it. So you mean to tell me, all right, so you mean to tell me that Kenny Omega gets put through a table by a leg drop by Joey Janela, and yet he pops into the ring and hits his finisher on him? Like, seriously, that's that's literally just what happened. That was the sequence. Because, you know, if there was a crowd, this would be, you know, a holy shit. And then this is awesome because, you know, the match did go over eight and a half minutes. (laughs) And then somebody dove outside of the ring. That's two dives this match in 10 minutes. Two dives from the outside on, you know, from the inside to the outside of the ring. And you mean to tell me that Peapod is going to try to explain this? Is it as entertaining to us? That's going to be good in a couple weeks. Yes, he's going to try to entertain. He's going to say this is entertaining. Well, so Janela t- rolls him into the ring. He misses a moonsault, and then Kenny Omega hawks up. He hawks up, hits his two trade by you know, hits the the whatever was what his knee lift. I can't remember the knee lift, but hits that, and then the one winged angel, and he wins the match. Now, mind you, he just got put through a table 
you know, a guy jumped outside of the ring onto him, put him through a table. He rolls into the ring, hawks up after a missed moonsault. That's just terrible. Yeah, man. And you wonder why. Like, and the sad part, all three of us used to be high on Kenny Omega at one point. AEW ruined him. Should have stayed his ass in Japan. Mm-hmm. Right. Gato would right. let this shit fly. I mean, even the first couple of weeks were all right with him. Like, they, they did it. They started off well. Right. They, yeah. they immediately after about two months just failed. Yeah. Uh, well, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Lastly, let's finish this up. Happy birthday to uh, former UFC heavyweight uh, champ, Mark Coleman, 56, hey. from, from Fremont, Ohio. Ohio State Buckeye. Ohio State Buckeye. He ain't even the best part to come out of Ohio. And then uh, Armando Estrada, happy birthday as well, 42. Mark Coleman is cool, but he's no Kevin Randleman. Oh. Some dusky zone. Oh, get out of here. Um, what? Kevin Randleman? Are you serious? Didn't Kevin Randleman knock his ass out? Yes. He beat Mark Coleman. I know oh, he Lord did. Everybody Lord beat Mark Coleman. <laughs> Mark Coleman was good for about four <laughs> matches, then he got his ass handed to him. See, if you go back and do what I used to do and watch all the UFCs back to back to back, you had all the guys. There was always Coleman won like four in a row, and then he started. And then he got his ass handed to him. Yeah. <laughs> all over it. And then he came back and still got his ass whipped. It's yeah. like, it's like Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell knocks some motherfuckers out and then went sugar. Right. With that right, he was never the same. Yeah, yeah dude. He because here look at Rashad and Rashad did the same thing. Rashad was on fire for a little bit, then his ass got knocked out. He was never the same. I mean, he was never the same. He's how it was. So who who were you saying there? Who me? What? Yeah, Cody from Kevin Sandusky. Sandusky Randall. zone. Sandusky zone. Where did he All fight right. him in? He fought him in Japan. It's like UFC 21, maybe, or something like that. I don't yeah, I think they fought in UFC, and then he fought him in Japan once, too, I think. How come he is nowhere on here in his fights? Kevin Randleman? Yeah. Like, in all of Mark Coleman's fights, he's nowhere in here. Interesting. Oh. Oh, I'm pretty sure they fought in Japan. Yeah, there's nothing here. In Well... Yeah. New Japan Pro Wrestling or in Japan and no, MMA? Like Japan. No, like MMA. Yeah, uh, so I, I want to say it was Pride. Yes, yeah, I'm at Pride 5, Pride 8, Pride 2000. Nothing. I forgot Kevin Randleman died. Hmm. Yeah, man, so he, he started out 6-0, and and then he lost four in a row, and then he won six more in a row. <laughs> yeah, he lost to Maurice Smith. Pete Williams, Pedro Rizzo, and Nohibiko Takata, then won, and then he lost to An- Antonio Nogueira, and then beat Don Fry, then lost to Fedor, then lost to Miko Krokop, and then lost to Fedor again, lost to uh, Mauricio Rua, and then lost to Randy Couture. That's his losses. Knocked out Mark Coleman. That's what I'm seeing. I'm like, uh, well, Pete Williams knocked him out at UFC 17. Uh, I think that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Might have been Petey Williams. 
And then or he, got, knock, he got knocked out with a head kick. Uh, it was definitely, I'm pretty sure it was a head kick. Head kick. Yep, Pete Williams. Head kicked in first round. 12 minutes in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, he got KO'd by Mirko Krokop. Uh, punches. And then he got TKO'd by Rua. And then uh, that was it. So did he ever fight him? Because I'm not seeing it on here. Uh, must have been. I thought they did. I thought so, too. So maybe it was Pete Williams you were thinking of. Maybe. I remember Pete Williams. I just thought Randleman and him fought, but. I thought so, too. I could have swore they did. Damn, what did he die of? Uh, he was young, 45. Yeah. yeah I think a heart Pneumonia? Attack. Really? Like, yeah. He died in a month. Yeah. Yeah, so he, looking at him, he started out 5-0. and Who did he lose to? Boss Rootin. <laughs> I remember Boss Rootin. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. They were. That's. I think that's what I remember is that Randleman and Coleman were in the same gym. That might they, be it. They were in the same camp. Okay. Which that might be it, yeah. He lost then to, he went and uh, went to Couture. Yeah. Damn. He lost to Couture, lost to Goodell, lost to Quentin Jackson. Uh, a few other people, Fedor, Mika Krokop, Rua, almost the same people. And then he lost, you know, four in a row up to 2011, and he was done. 17 wins, 16 losses in MMA. Yeah, he beat Pete Williams. Yeah, sure. That was in Japan. Who beat Pete Williams? Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. Randleman avenged Coleman. That's, yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, it's right after, wasn't it? It was a couple of years. I think it was a year or two after, but. Okay. So, um, and then, yeah, I see, like, I'm looking at him. Big Ten champ at 177, 91, 92, 93. Wrestler of the century for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Random is, yeah. Division one champ in 92 and 93 and at man, 177. Random is that dude. Runner up in 91. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Most most lopsided upset in 2004 MMA. So it must be when he beat Grokop. Think so. Or when he lost to Ron Waterman. <laughs> Probably that. Because <laughs> he beat Mirko in 2004 in round one. He knocked him out. Knockout of the year. Oh, it was upset of the year. It was when he beat Mirko Grokop. Knocked him out. Upset of the year in 2004, but then Mirko beat him in uh, in round one by submission guillotine choke later that year, New Year's Eve. Eight months later, he was pissed. Choked him out in 42 seconds. Yeah. Whew. Damn. Good shit. All right. Well, we, we, ran this, uh, we ran this show way all over the place, more than just wrestling, because we're getting sick of wrestling, so we just talk about everything. So this is our, uh, what do you want to call this? Our wrestling pop culture show and fighting <laughs> MMA show. It's everything. So thank you all for listening to Bagpipe Brawl at the Tilted Kilt. Sorry to Sparty Steve, we couldn't get to you. Thanks to all our sponsors, All Work Clothing, Crandall Squatty Landscaping, Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com. And as always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Steve! Out! Careful with that bad, Uncle Steve.